So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I got a lot of books in my uh, world here. I read did a lot of reading this weekend because I do read books that people send me when they want to come on my show and because I'm a firm believer that knowledge is power and you go to school and you get information. Well, welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I stated earlier, Money Making Conversation is now broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Every Monday you can hear me live on Biz 1190. From 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Standard Time. And the show is replayed every Friday at the same time. And every Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Money Making Conversations can also be heard on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Sears XM Channel 141 on Howard University campus. And Sears XM Channel 142 on HBCU campuses. Each Money Making Conversation radio talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. They, in turn, deliver information about career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead a balanced life. Appearing on the show today is an old friend. 1992 is when I first met him when he was um, developing and uh, producing the group Destiny's Child. He is the founder of Music World Entertainment, Matthew Knowles. Celebrity chef Jannard Wells, who has also starred in the Food Network's competition show, Comeback Kitchen. Famed civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump, who's coming on the show to talk about our new show that we're doing together that premieres on TV One tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Evidence of Innocence. Uh, Lofty Metzger's CEO, Zena Brassard, who I met at the uh, Black Expo. Uh, and um, she was set up. Um, she was an entrepreneur. That's what I loved about her. And... Um, She's on the show. She's out of Houston, Texas, Zena Prasad. And uh, NASCAR driver, Daryl Bubba Wallace. That's a great interview. Um, when you realize that these people are just regular people and they realize that um, their stories that I'm asking them to tell on my show is for motivational, personal motivation for them because they get to hear their story, get to hear their success, get to get a clear understanding about what 
needs to happen for them to be successful. And then you get a clear understanding that to be successful, these stories need to be intertwined into your personal life. That's what this show is about. Money Making Conversations is about motivation and entrepreneurship and entertainment. If you're motivated through these these areas or you want to be successful in these areas, you're listening to the right show. You're listening to the right person. And I am Rashawn McDonald. Let me a little history about me. I was talking to my friend this weekend and, you know, I was doing a lot of media in uh, D.C. last week in regards to Evidence of Innocence, which is premiering tonight on uh, TV One at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a limited series and discusses uh, the wrongfully accused. When I say the wrongfully accused, it's about um, individuals who can't, who've been locked up, man. Been locked up, sitting in jail 10 years, one of them 12 years, one of them 15 years, and one of an unbelievable 27 years that person was incarcerated and um, until they were released. Would you have survived? Would you have a, a moral compass to, stay, to feel that God still ha- believes in you, that God's hearing you? That is what this show is about. This show is about tempting and testing your ability to be successful, tempting and testing your ability to understand that what is accomplishing right now, what you are trying to accomplish right now, can be achieved at the highest level, and the highest level being that you can win. And that's what I want to talk about today, the stop sign, the stop sign that all of us are holding up on a daily basis and don't even know it. So what you should do is when you wake up in the morning, I look in the mirror. I don't see anything. I just see Rashawn McDonald. But if you're not accomplishing your dreams, you're not living your dreams, or you're not meeting your goals, well, you should see something else in that mirror when you're looking at it. It should be a stop sign. It's right in front of your face. It's blocking all your opportunities. It's even blocking your ability to clearly see who you are in that mirror. I call it the stop sign. It's time to remove that stop sign from in front of your opportunities. Now, how do you do that? Well, first of all, you have to be consistent in life. You have to have a plan. You have to believe that the plan that you put in place will allow you to achieve your goals. And when you achieve your goals, then you, my friend, will win. Now, how can you win? The goals of winning. Now, that stop sign that you cannot see, that is frustrating you. you. Have you had a job that you don't want to be at? Have you talked in a relationship that you don't want to be in? Okay, I went there. A relationship that you do not want to be in. It's what it will. And that's what we can do right now. Talk about the different lanes that you're in that you don't want to be in. We always go back to, I am not living the life that I want to live. Look around. Are you with the person you want to be with? Are you driving a car that you want to sit in? Are you living in the apartment, home that you want to be in? Are you, is your, does your bank account have any money? That you can call your own. When I say that, it means that a lot of people have bank accounts. That really ain't their money. <laughs> it's a temporary stay. You know, it's, it means that it's waiting on the first of the month. It's waiting on the 15th of the month. Or waiting for that bill that you didn't expect to come. Like this past weekend, I had to put my truck in the shop. You know, it was a Schedule B. The Schedule B pops up right in front of me. It tells me how many days. It's 32 days. So I was driving around with this giant Schedule B maintenance notice on my screen and people look, what's that? You know, it's a schedule B, you know, and I drive an expensive vehicle. So it really looks bad that I got a schedule B. What your life's not good for you right now. You're 30, 32 days beyond, uh, uh, turning it in. What, what's going on now? Just leave me alone. I'm busy. I travel a lot. Okay. So I take it in, you know, it starts out with this, 
well, the schedule will be, it's going to be this. Then I get the, the famous phone call. Well, we found some other things. <laughs> we found some other things that we like to bring to your attention. Yes. The attention information, the thing, the call that you don't want to have. And they're nice about it. Well, sir, you know, we're not recommending that you or say these are necessary, but we believe that eventually you will come back to see us if you don't get these repaired. You will come back to see me. Cool. And so that's what the beauty of all this is going on because of the fact that I told him this is the bad, this is the funny part about it. So he gave me this huge bill. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Because I, I don't want to admit publicly that I paid this bill. <laughs> but guess what? The guy called me. He was so embarrassed at the number that he that he was apologizing. He said, uh, he said, I don't want to tell you how much uh, these additional charges are going to be. I said, well, you don't have to. But if I want to get my vehicle back, you obviously going to have to tell me what it's going to be. And so, um, and I mean, let's say fix it. He said, really? I said, fix it. He said, uh, but, you know, you can, you don't, don't seem to drive this vehicle a lot. You know, you can just, you know, let it roll for a little while. And I go, nope, fix it right now. And so he was stunned at my adamancy because he says that most people, when you tell them something's wrong with their vehicle or tell them something's wrong, is not right, they delay it. That's where my story is going right now. Back to you. See, I told him to fix my vehicle because I'm getting that stop sign out of my face. I don't, when I look in the mirror, I don't want to see nothing but success and opportunities. I want, to, I want to see my goals that I'm hitting. See, right then and there, I could have took his advice and delayed some repairs on my vehicle. But guess what? I'd have came back anyway. That's what's happening in your life every day, y'all. Y'all delaying an opportunity because you don't have a plan. It's not all tied to money. It's tied, it's tied to when you have an opportunity to be successful. You take advantage of it. When you have an opportunity to close out a deal, you do it. When you have an opportunity. When I put my truck in the shop, I put my truck in the shop, even though it said a Schedule B, I put my truck in the shop so it could be repaired. That was the number one reason I put my truck in the shop, so it could be repaired. Schedule B was uh, was was the whoosh. But I knew. I knew I was going to get that phone call. Uh, Mr. McDonald, um, we have some other things that we found. I knew that call was coming. So why am I shocked? I was not shocked at all. But most of you guys are shocked. Like when the rent is due. You're shocked when the mortgage is due. You're shocked that the credit card that you charge things on comes back and they want their money. You're shocked. Stop being shocked. Life is not a being sh- Okay, I'm telling you something. You know when you're going to be shocked? When one day you don't wake up. That's when you should be shocked. God, I thought I had one more day. That's the day I'm going to be shocked. Because I want to live till, I want to be like they lived in the Bible. You know, the Bible, they lived 150 years old, 200, them the years I want. I want, I want Moses years. That's what I want. I want the Bible years in my life. So when I actually pass away, my, they say your body hovers, your, your, your soul or your spirit hovers above your body. I want to look down and be, ah, I can't believe it. I thought I had one more day. One more day. That's the only time in life you should be shocked. But when you live in life and you plan it out right, you should not be shocked. And on my show, Money Making Conversation, is all about opportunities. Always believing that you have a plan to be successful. And today, we got a great show. Coming up in my next break is my man, Matthew Knows. Okay, you don't know who Matthew Knows is? I know who he has been known as in 1992. Music World Entertainment. <laughs> 
the creator, producer, founder of the supergroup Destiny's Child. And has a crazy book, a great book that I read last night. It's called Racism, Racism from the Eyes of a Child. I read it yesterday. So this book is fresh on my mind, Matthew. I know you're listening. Frat Brother, we're going to talk about this book. It's going to be one of these people. You called my show. I actually read your book from cover to cover. So we're great. Don't go nowhere. Money Making Conversations is coming back. Put down that stop sign. I hope you heard me. We're going to put that on podcast, man. I thought that was rather motivating. <laughs> we'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald, and I've created national campaigns for State Farm, Ford, Coca-Cola, NBC, and many more. I'm the leading voice for entrepreneurship and entertainment. I've written and produced for Kevin Hart, Taraji P. Henson, Stephen A. Smith, and most notably, Steve Harvey. Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations. Every Monday, you can hear me live on Money Making Conversation from 10 a.m. to noon on Biz 1190. I'm back. Finally, life is good for me. Put down those stop signs. They blocking your view. My next guest is on the phone, Houston, Texas. I'm born and raised from Houston, Texas. He actually from Alabama, you know, Marion, Alabama. So I read his book. You see, you know those things when you read somebody's book, where they really from. You know, graduate of Fisk University. Know those things when you read their book. I, I found out by reading his book that the singing talents of his daughters actually came from him. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I thought he was just a good-looking guy. And my frat brother. My next guest created, managed, and produced the super singing group, Destiny's Child. He possesses an MBA and a PhD in strategic planning and organizational culture from Cornerstone Christian Bible College. Holds a professorship at Texas Southern University, where he teaches both undergraduate and graduate-level courses on the entertainment industry in the School of Communications and Entrepreneurship in Texas Southern University School of Business. He is the founder of Music World Entertainment and knows its Institute, which offers entrepreneurial, entertainment, and music business courses. On my show today, we'll be discussing all of these things and his new book, Racism in the Eyes of a Child. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. It's been a long time since I've seen this, brother. Matthew Knows. What's going on, brother? What's up? <laughs> hey, Matthew, man. I, I, brother, I, I had to go back. I was telling my staff that you know, we first crossed paths in 1992 when I was launching my career as a comedian in Houston on the hip-hop comedy stop, and at the same time, you was launching the brand of Destiny's Child, and they used to perform at my comedy club, hip-hop comedy club. That's how we met. That's how long we go back, 25 years. I know, right there on Main Street, I think. There you go. So, you know, so it's like, you know, when you see, and I, 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 that's why I was really excited, and it's been like two months we were able to finally get you on the show, just to talk about what you're doing now, man, with the entrepreneurship and the entertainment is exactly what I'm doing. And I thought we have such a natural marriage, and I don't want this to be the only time we talk because of the fact that you we're on the same lanes, and... You know, my show is heard on Sirius XM 141, which is on Howard University campus. And my show is heard also on Channel 142, Sirius XM, which is on all the HBCU campuses. And so you are a professor at Texas Southern University. So when you do these classes, talking to these young minds, these millennial minds, what is your approach to getting, giving them the right tools for success before we get into your well, book? Well, you know, I, I teach at a, a critical hour. I teach from 530 to 8 o'clock, which is the toughest time you can teach young people, but, you know, we have fun with it. And the first thing I teach is critical thinking first. So critical thinking, and say, and so, so when you, when you, 
because you're at a point in your life where you have all this knowledge. And that's what I've learned about myself. You know, I have all this knowledge and I'm sharing it now with my format money making conversation. And you're sharing it at institutional uh, like Texas Southern University, but also Knowles Institute. What exactly is Knowles Institute? Well, Knowles Institute is e-learning, online, continuing education. Uh, you know, people want to learn something. Yes, sir. And they, they want to. They want to go online and learn it, and they want to get it then and there. Uh, and we offer programs, and I will be calling on all of the HBCUs. I'm actually getting on a plane today on my way to Clark University. Yes, sir. Uh, we will offer this, these e-learning courses and also a way for HBCUs to have as a fundraiser as well. People need to understand what you're trying to do in the entertainment and entrepreneurial world. And you're affecting, because you're a professor at Texas Southern University, you're in the School of Communication and School of Business, two key areas for that millennial movement out there, 18 to 34, you're affecting minds. And then you have the Knowles Institute, you're affecting minds. Let's focus on that, if you don't mind, and talk about why did you start the Knowles Institute? Well, you know, it's education and, and academia has always been a passion of mine. Right. So the Knowles Institute is specifically for entrepreneurship, uh, entertainment, and music business. And it's over a thousand courses. Uh, and you can just simply go to KnowlesInstitute.com and you can mm-hmm. review all of the courses that yes, I sir. have. Yes, sir. And, and then for the HBCUs, it's the Matthew Knowles Institute, mm-hmm. uh, and that's over a thousand courses as well. Mm-hmm. And again, for e learning, online education. Well, that's where everybody's going. You know, I know Phoenix University was, I think, the first one that jumped out there. With and, and, and e-learning, then also you start seeing all these athletes, and especially individuals who didn't have a lot of time, starting to show up with these these online degrees. So it's not something like a stigma anymore. Getting online degrees are really like like the social media world, the digital world. It's part of the process now. So so I say that so people understand. Oh, would they, they have the same merit? Would they have the same credibility if I went to a you know a, a brick and mortar institution? And yes, it will. Correct. <laughs> Well, Rashawn, it's actually, if you've taken an online course, you know it's actually harder than sitting in a class because yes, you've got to have continual focus when you're taking it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's a lot harder, actually, mm-hmm. not easier. Cool. Now, with that being said, we're going to get in a little bit about your book because I read it. I read it yesterday. I really did read this book. And the thing about it that I took away from it was the fact that, you know, I, li- I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. You were born in you were born in Marion, Alabama, and spent a lot of time in Gatson, this area of the country where your, your grandparents had 300 acres that they don't have today, which I always hear these stories, and I just get sad, the what-if stories of life. And so and, and, and how it, I shaped the Matthew Knowles of today. And the thing that came out of this book that I really commend you for was to talk about therapy, because therapy is something that African Americans, especially men, don't even admit to even considering. Why was it important to admit that in your book? For, for that reason you just said, uh, you know, we often have a, a stigma that he's crazy, uh, has no control, uh, and when it's just the opposite. The people that, that go to therapy are people are, that are just the opposite. They're smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they know they, they to they ask for help. Uh, that's strength. That's not weakness. Right. But, but then again, you know, I know that, uh, I know that when, you, when you admit that, that almost feels like a weakness. You know what I'm saying? I know that, you know, that that's us. Black, black, the black community or any minority community tend to allow 
you know, situations to be downplayed, you know, whether it's in this situation, when you talked about it, I realized, wow, this is, this is something I really need to talk about and bring out because that's courageous to me. That's, that's, that's commendable to me. And also it shaped the way you, you approached your life. Correct. Which it you, did. Trying to get rid I, of these I mean, demons, trying to get rid of these emotional demons that you didn't know what was affecting you. And you just living your life thinking you was being normal. Exactly. Uh, started for me having these panic attacks and not knowing where they were coming from and putting on an EKG all weekend. And mm. the doctor said, hey, you have nothing wrong with you physically. It's all mental. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I started going to a therapist mm-hmm. and uh, beginning to find out and understand who I was. Mm-hmm. And the things in my childhood, I, I had race, racial trauma. Right, right. And that trauma, as you, as you, as you outlined in the book, kind of like dealt with you. It made you the person you are in your emotional life, your relationships, and also the person you are currently. Are you a happier person now because of therapy? Are you are you disappointed because you didn't figure this out earlier? What is your approach to it now? After oh, after I'm I'm, I'm very very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, I'm remarried. Mm-hmm. I've been married now five years. Most people <laughs> don't know I've been married. I'm, I'm even married, but right. uh, life is good. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty fifth year of music world and my kids. You know, Solange and Beyonce are healthy. Really, really, them unknown kids. Okay, cool. Okay, you <laughs> got grand grandkids. <laughs> Thank so, you. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I got a thirteen year old my, my grandson who's mm-hmm. a pretty good basketball player. Right, right, Solange boy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, cool. I remember. I, I remember when I was doing a, a casting for. Uh, for uh, sister, sister, and uh, she couldn't come in because of uh, the fact that you know she got married and moved in that part of life. And I'm really happy with what she's doing in her life now. But I, what I want to say to you, Matthew, is that we didn't really get a full story on you. Would you come back on my show? I would love to come back. And I'll I mean, come back as many, t- as many times as you invite me. Because I'm just going to let you know because what you're doing. Because I really want to talk about the, the the Nose Institute, and we're getting more detail about the book. But I want to give people an outline of what the book was because I read it and I, I was moved by it. I, I've learned so many things about you. Learned you were a singer. Learned that you was an incredible basketball player. But more important, I learned that you were an honest man. You're honest to tell us that you have weaknesses and you're willing to share those weaknesses through. Who telling us I went to therapy? If something was wrong with you, fix it. Don't 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 deny it. And uh, please exactly. come back on my show, Matthew. Okay. I will. And just uh, lastly, you can go to matthewknowles.com and you can find out everything about me. Yeah, we would do that to be played back on podcast, Apple, and iHeart. And uh, we get you back next month, man. I gotta have you back, brother. Right. Two breaks, okay? All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. You say to yourself, "Who calls Rashawn Show?" Ricky Smiley. You got to get out of your own sitting and leave in order to grow because a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish bowl. Yes, sir. A fish get bigger when you put it in a pond. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the phone the one and only Charlie Wilson. So many people have been really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for right. so many years right. and I've been promising God that I would that I would <laughs> shout him out and do something. Right. <laughs> I said, you know, and um, Burn, Rubble. So, uh, there goes my baby. Come on, man. Put a little Jesus in them song. Come on, brother. Miss. Patty LaBelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Concerts and little clubs. The, thank you. With, thank with you. The trio. <laughs> so that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands. Thank you. See, I told you. Be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. Be is 1190. Money-making conversations. Rashawn McDonald, you're listening to Money Making Conversations. This is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. This is Rashawn McDonald. And you're listening to Money Making Conversations. 
We changing lives over here. Entrepreneurship, entertainment, that is what we promote. That is our brand. That is the reason you should be listening every time this show cracks the mic. My next guest, she's on the phone. I met her at the Black College Expo. We're just walking around with my program director, Adele, and uh, we saw her, and she had a booth set up, and she was marketing her wares to the college crowd, the high schoolers who about to go to college, letting them know. And that's what you have to do as an entrepreneur. She's a licensed real estate agent in Texas for more than 20 years. She also owns, as we said, owner and designer of lofty bed skirts. That's what she had at the College Expo in Atlanta, Georgia. So she's from Houston. So she was in Atlanta marketing this. It's a simple new twist on a classic accessory. Her bed skirts will hide college dorm room clutter underneath the bed. What sets lofty bed skirts apart is the patented 12-panel design that not only conceals but allows for easy access. She showed that to me too. She said, let me show you the patent. She she flipped it back and flipped it back. I went, whoa. I did I did that Vanna White with a ooh. And uh this US patent was approved in December of 2015. So don't go out there and steal it. This lady has her thing patented and it's been patented since 2015. And Lofty Best Skirts is also available online. Please welcome the money making conversation, Zena Broussard. Good morning, Mr. McDowell. How are you? Hey, Zena, you know, I laid you out in that interview, I, on that, in that intro. I know that. I know that because you are a uh, business <laughs> entrepreneur and people need to know who you are. And I've learned that, you know. I, I met you. I met you in um, Atlanta and you were yes. selling your, uh, your bed skirts. And it's That's called correct. Lofty. Why? How did this idea come about? And I want to let you know that my broadcast on Sears XM Channel 141, which is Howard University, and I also broadcast on Sirius XM Channel 142, which HBCU campuses. So know that your audience that you're trying to sell to is listening. And also, I'm also on, you know, Biz 1190, as well as on a podcast. So the, the mamas and papas listening, too. So do your thing. So this show is about you. This is your opportunity to put your, put your, put your, put your stamp, <laughs> as they say, the stamp on our lofty bed skirts. <laughs> And let me let you know that as we speak, I am at the University of Houston, which I believe is your alma mater. Come on, come uh, on now, come on now, come on. We just get around, we just get around. Now, what you doing over at University of Houston? What's happening over there? They have their new student orientations this morning. So, again, I am here with my uh, display set up and, and uh, have the information available for all the students as they come in, as they get ready for their new uh, activities and careers for the 2018 fall year. But let me tell you how I got this started. Back in 2008, when my daughter began college uh, at Sam Houston University, you know, as a proud parent, I'm all excited. Like most proud parents, we have no idea what all they need as start uh, school. And we went to visit her dorm room. And the dorm rooms, of course, are, are very small, uh, but they're not designed to uh, house everything that the kids have at home. So there, you need uh, the beds are just 34 inches in height mm-hmm. to allow for storage underneath. But your typical bed skirt does not conceal, doesn't go to the floor. So all the things that your kids are, are forced to put under that bed to hide or to store is exposed to their roommates, whoever might come visit, mm-hmm. or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, and also, the students, you know, the, all that things that are exposed, it, you can't concentrate on your studies because you've got all this junk and all this clutter. So our bed skirts are designed to go to the floor. I designed this for my daughter in 2008 when she went to school. Mm-hmm. 
So when you say design, okay, let's slow down now. What is a okay. design? What is what? How do you design something for your daughter? You know, are you you are you you are, you're a seamstress, or you know somebody who can sew? How did that come about? Now I, I'm not a seamstress, but I can sew a straight line. So oh, okay. I I just I made hers. I, you know, I made hers for her. And what the, you know, God gave me the vision uh, of the bed skirt. You know, going to the floor. But not only does the bed skirt go to the floor, it has five panels on each end mm-hmm. because I wanted her to be able to get to her things that were stored under the bed. You know, quick and easy because you're running in, got to run out to go to class without lifting up the whole entire bed skirt. Right, because you know you didn't and, want that just flip one massive flip over. You not you don't have to worry exactly. about it. You can just look on one, raise one pound, it ain't there. Raise that pound, it and ain't they, there. Raise the middle pound, there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Whether it's something at the end of the bed mm-hmm. or the middle of the bed or the head of the bed, doesn't matter. Wherever you need to get to, you can get to it quick and easy, grab it, and run out your room, go to class. Tennessee, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Alabama, Georgia, all them schools over there, they just crazy about each other. So I want right, to I want right. to bring you back. I want to I want to be I'm a fan of what you're doing because you're a young entrepreneur. Tell everybody how they can buy your product online. You can hit us up at uh, loftybedskirts.com. That's lofty l o f t y bedskirts.com. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. Look, we're having a great show today. Matthew Nose has called in. My next guest has no stop signs. You know, I, I ran into him about, uh, about eight months ago. I was so impressed with him as a chef and his energy that every Saturday on my Facebook, on my Facebook, he posts uh, uh, a video of him cooking something. That's how much I believe in his talents is at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on my Facebook. And I got almost 800,000 followers. So it's not like, well, Richard, how many followers you got on your Facebook? No, I got 800,000. I got a lot of people wants to like Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is of a James Beard honored celebrity TV chef and best-selling cookbook author, best known from numerous Food Network shows over the last nine years. Chef Wanted, Food Network star, only two-time one on Cutthroat Kitchen, and he's currently starring in the new season of Comeback Kitchen. Comeback Kitchen! Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, <laughs> Chef Janard Wells. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> man, man. I, I'm loving that introduction. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm just a got man. I tell the story. I, I've learned that, man. You know, you got to let people know what's going on. Why Why is it important to talk to Chef Janard Well, Well, first of all, he a celebrity <laughs> chef. Maybe you, just because you cooking in your kitchen. A lot of people, they get on my nerves, you know. They they, yeah. they they can do some, they can do a little cake. You know, people always stop me. I, I can out-bake I you. Are you on TV? Let's stop this conversation. Just somebody put you on TV. You ain't out baking me, okay? So you can you can tell me what you do with that baked banana pudding. You can tell me what you do with that pound cake. But are you doing it on TV? That's what you do, Chef. You do it on TV. You're right. And been doing it for the past nine years. Okay, tell us about Comeback Kitchen, man, that's on the Food Network on Sunday nights. You in the competition, man. Um, I, I've, been, man. I've been watching it. The first week, man, you look shaky, man. I look shaky. You look, look like they're about to boot you off the show. I know, right? Hey, I'm always got, I always got everybody on the edge of their seat. You know, that's one of the major things about Comeback Kitchen is I'm a, I'm a competitive chef. Uh-huh. And that's what I've been doing for the past nine years on Food Network is competing in their shows. Right, right, right. And that's one of the reasons why they keep bringing me back. Right, right, Not right. Not only 
do I have the entertainment is, but I actually know what I'm talking about when it comes to food and cooking great food. Right. Because it's about that. A Comeback Kitchen is one of those shows where they're taking the shows from the highest rated seasons mm-hmm. and that really has their entertainment flair and they're bringing us back mm-hmm. to, to battle against each other for another opportunity on Food Network Star. What's the, what's the goal for you in this business of doing celebrity cooking and uh, also you cater, you, you make appearances at different festivals around the world? You know, you just came off the Tom Joyner cruise. You're going down to Essence Music Festival. I should just say Essence mm-hmm. Festival uh, and, and yes. cooking, showing your wares. So, yeah. So what is the goal? What's the end goal for you, Chef? You got books out there. You got seasoning on the shelves of a major grocery store. What's the goal, man? I'm, I'm lucky I'm talking to you, man. You might fry me up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, brother, having, a, having somebody like you in my corner, that tells me that I'm winning. And, and I got the favor of God on me, most importantly. But my my ultimate goal at the end of the day is to be a household name. Right. I want to be just like the the, the Bobby Flays, the Emerald Lagasias, all of those. I want to have a household name where everyone knows which, who Chef Gennard is, what he does, and everyone wants to cook something that Chef Gennard. And my ultimate end game is to is to one day have my own show, Ooh. so I can open up my household. Mm-hmm. And let people see what it's like a day a day with Chef Gennard, or mm-hmm. every day with Chef Gennard, rather. I'm gonna tell you something, man. I I'm gonna tell you my favorite show on is the Pioneer Woman. I don't know if anybody watched that woman. That, show. that woman yes. right there. <laughs> Woo, that woman can cook, boy. That yes, is, she do, and you know, and she's so engaging and genuine. Yes, and yes. and those those are the ones that I, I model myself after. When people watch me on shows like Comeback Kitchen, Cutthroat Kitchen, why they why they're so engaged with me is because I'm that guy that you know. I'm right. that uncle, that cousin, that brother, that father, whatever it is. And I go on there and I just give the people just who I am genuinely. I don't put on a facade. I'm this country guy originally from Mississippi that's on here that loves to cook, know how to cook, and like having fun. Now, that's that's really great because of the fact that, you know, when we look at these people, the Bobby Flays, you look at the Rachel Rays, you know, these people out there, a lot of celebrities on TV now are moved into the, the cooking arena. And because of the fact that it's something cool. But when I look at it, you're, you're a special talent. I'm not going to – I'm not going to – just say that because I, I put you on Facebook. Thank but you. you are a very special talent because you casually do what you do. And that means you do it effortlessly. That's why I love the Pioneer Woman. I watch that woman. She's yeah. talking and she's mixing stuff. I'm going, is that woman even watching what she know? Story? And she's just talking away. Because <laughs> that's what she do. That's her passion. That's her gift. Yeah. It's like Michael Jordan dunking a basketball. Would anybody exactly. doubt that Michael Jordan can't dunk a basketball? Even now, he could probably dunk a basketball. You're right. And if he, if he don't dunk a basketball, we're going to be shocked. Somebody raised to go. Somebody raised to go. Exactly. And, you know, and so that's how I look at you now. Now this is why I want to make sure now you're not gonna be doing no no flipping this time. Like you know you flipped last time and you crashed. Because I'm just telling you, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Because I'm telling you, if only flaw he has, he kind of go too far. And it ain't nothing to do with the kitchen. It's outside the, when the pans down, he kind of loses his mind a little bit. He gets too creative. And when he when he when he went across that flow and flipped and crashed, I was like, man, that's when I first recognized it, boy. This boy right here, he better, somebody need to manage him. <laughs> you, you know, somebody put a little buzzer in your head. You know, when you, when the idea pop up, exactly. eh, 
Drop it. Pick hey. up that fork, pick up that hey. spoon, start cooking. <laughs> so let's, let's tell us about the Comeback Kitchen, man, because I enjoy talking to you. What is the goal of all the contestants on that show? Tell us, tell everybody how it works so we can watch it this you Sunday. Know, yes, definitely. The, the key is they bring back typically eight of the best of the best chefs, and we're all fighting for and battling for a part back on Food Network Star Season 14, yes, which Comeback Kitchen is a part of Food Network Star. It's the prequel, and what we're doing is we're fighting for that, that one seat, that one seat on the platform to get back into the arena of Food Network Star to battle against elect 10 to 11 more chefs for that title of Holding Food Network Star. Yes, now, a lot of people know me from season 12 being the runner-up. Right. So that was one of the reasons between by, between that and the fact that I have so many fans that email me on a regular basis saying that they love me, they want to see me back on TV. Mm-hmm. It was a no-brainer that I had to go back. I had to go back just off the mere fact I have to give people what they want. Right. When the fans call for you, you got to you gotta ask. Give the people what they want. But you, you yep. did call me. You called me Rashawn. They want me to come back on TV. What should I do? I said, boy, yep. if you don't take your behind back on that TV show. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> you know, because he, he be asking me little common sense stuff. Like, you know, like I'm really managing him. Oh, uh, what should I do? <laughs> boy, that ain't even a hard decision. Get back on that show. I lean on you because I see you in that light. Yes, sir. I really do. And mm. and that's why when I called you and I was talking to you about that, and you was like, look here, Janot, you, you ain't been back on TV in two years. And when <laughs> you was on there, you was the runner-up. If you don't have to get your butt back on there, you better. <laughs> I said, all right, that's all you had to say. Well, this, this is what I got to do. We're running out of time. It's the fact that every Sunday, this Sunday in particular, you'll be on the Comeback Kitchen. It's round three. Uh, yeah. Uh, Food Network. What time is it, does it air? Oh. 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 p.m. Eastern. We're in Atlanta, so it's 9 p.m. Eastern. We're going to watch. We're going to put this on podcast. We're going to release it early so we can let people know that this happened. I'm putting it on my Facebook page on uh, Saturday night. We're going to put it on podcast for Apple and iHeart probably by Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it'll be on Sirius XM. We're going to get this out here, man, because I'm a fan and the world needs to know. And you're going to be on TV, man. One day, I'll be saying my two favorite TV shows are going to be Chef Jordan <laughs> Wells and The Pioneer Woman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and you know what? They better make sure they tune into your, the Saturday morning cooking segment because I'm going to make those duck fed hot wings that I made yesterday on, on Comeback Kitchen. There you go. This see, weekend. see, we current on this show, man. We current on this yeah. show. We keeping it real. <laughs> hey, man, tell your wife hi. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love her. He's real. the father of nine yes. kids, seven with his lovely wife that I just said hi to. So he's not only cooking in the kitchen, my man is cooking in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, see you later. <laughs> hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, coworker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit RashawnMcDonald.com. I love that intro. Every time I hear it, I love it because I'm not. If you, I'm not broke. Because that's what we do on Money Making Conversation. We have a lot of 
I'm not broke conversation. But like I said earlier, stop letting you, your your reflection, that mirror, that what you're looking in that mirror, turn it around. Make it positive. Motivate yourself to success by putting forth an effort. My next guest has no problem putting forth an effort. I, I'm, He's a fraternity brother. I got two fraternities. I had Matthew Knowles on earlier, my fraternity brother. Now I have another fraternity brother, life member of Omega Sci-Fi. Uh, he's the lead attorney for the families of Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Alicia Thomas, Stefan Clark with Sacramento, who was brutally shot by the Sacramento police, Jakeisha Clemens, who was wrestled to the ground by police officers in the Waffle House in Alabama. He's a vanguard in the fight against police brutality. He's an entrepreneur. He's an author. Please welcome to a money-making conversation. My good friend, because we talk at least six times a week, attorney Benjamin Crump. <laughs> At least six times a week. <laughs> talk last night. We talked about five times last week. Ben, uh, you know, man. I, I, first of all, there's a there's a special passion I have for you because of what you do, and I'm just watching you grow as a as a as a businessman, as an entrepreneur, as an entertainer. You know, you just wanted to just practice law, man. When did it, when did the light bulb in a different direction start happening? I know the Trayvon Martin. You went in there just to. Uh, you know, you know, just, yep. just get a verdict of a of, of of guilty for somebody who committed a crime that was wrong. We have video. You know, we we have we have we had we had evidence. Yep. This was the audio. Yeah, audio. Well, Rashawn, and you know, you were there at the beginning. I, I'm a civil rights lawyer, uh, and everything that happens beyond that is just gravy. Mm-hmm. And you never know where life is going to take you. You know, when you and I talk, we always talk about don't limit yourself. Yes. You know, you never, ever put limits on yourself. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm following a lot of good advice from you mm-hmm. uh, about this uh, television and media branding and such. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What we did for Trayvon was just very organic and sincere because it was all from the heart. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. took the case because... His 17-year-old child had been killed, and you said that's not right, and it became the number one news story in the world. Mm. From that point, every time I walked in airports, wherever I walked, people recognized who I was because uh, I I believe the passion that I displayed in advocating for Trayvon, and then after that, the phone just kept ringing, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so now I'm doing a national law firm, the Ben Crump Law Firm, so we can try to help more people. Uh, We've just sued the National Basketball Association. We think not only will we help that family, but we'll make wholesale changes as it relates to uh, these sudden cardiac events that most uh, high-performance athletes have a chance of experiencing, Mm -hmm. and whether they live or die is going to depend on the rapid response of appropriate medical attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are high school players, college players, and so life is evolving until we have evidence of innocence tonight that you pretty much shepherded me to doing. We talked about what is it, if you were given the platform, would you want to do or tell the world? And I said, if I had my way, Rashawn, I would want to tell them about due process of the law and the fact that we don't always get equal justice, but we need to be educated about it. And you took it from there and said, on these wrongful convictions, everybody needs to know that it can happen to you, too. Mm-hmm. And let's tell an inspirational story. So it's just been a journey, Rashawn. And 
today is the fulfillment of one of those uh, plans that we had <laughs> that we made reality. Evidence of innocence. Yep. You put a lot yep. of personal time with them. It's a limited series. Let me just tell everybody. They gave us four episodes because it's entertainment. You know, just because we have a, a good spirit, we have a good idea, we want to tell the story, the motivational story about people who've been in jail for decades, how they come out, how they dealt with the circumstances, how they came out real positive people. These are people that you wouldn't even know walking down the street would were in jail for that long because they didn't let the system beat them. We went to Atlanta, Georgia. We went to Hartford, Connecticut. We went to Dallas, Texas. We went to Portland, Oregon. I say that to let you know that unjust is happening all over this country. Correct, Ben Crump? Absolutely. Go in any courtroom in America and sit in the back, and USC justice is anything but equal. Now, why did you do this show? Tell the people why it was important to do a show. Because, you know, it's right in your wheelhouse, you know, a voice yep. for the unheard, uh, uh, second chance opportunities, uh, motivating people to realize that speak up, speak up, don't give up. Yep. Yep. Hey, you know, Rashawn, let, let me tell people who might not know evidence of innocence is about wrongfully convicted people who have been exonerated yes. by clear and convincing evidence and DNA evidence. Mm-hmm. And so it was so important for me to do this show, uh, Rashawn and I were talking about, you know, what would you want to do if you could uh, communicate to the masses? Because more people watch TV than you, they'll ever know what happened inside a courtroom. Mm. And I said, I would want to try to affect the hearts and minds of future jurors mm-hmm. to put a very real show on TV different uh, that gives the real experience of what many black people face in a courtroom. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the most realistic but yet inspirational uh, television shows about black people in the criminal justice system that has ever been produced. And and I mean that from the heart. Don't take my word for it. I want you to watch uh, these four weeks, and you will see that people's faith and families have overcome just the most horrible injustices you would ever imagine. And as Rashawn and I kept saying to the TV1 executives, this is important to your audience because it can happen to them. It can happen to their family members. It can happen to their loved ones. There are 100,000 people sitting in American prisons who are completely innocent, didn't do anything, but yet they are there, and unfortunately the highest percentage of those people are black people, especially black men. And that's why I wanted to do this show because I was thinking about us. Watch us tonight, Evidence of Innocence. Watch him tonight, Evidence of Innocence, TV One at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ben Crump is the host. We'll be right back with more. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations. Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product or start selling products, The universe doesn't have to deal with you. Money Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success. It's good to have a money making conversation with somebody that make money. (laughs) Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. It's the show about relationships that are business relationships, life relationships, social relationships that can turn around and make you money. 
a lot of people don't understand the value of um, entrepreneurship. I tell people on a daily basis that you are a brand. Social media has totally, totally changed the game on how you communicate with people. Um, you communicate with them direct messaging, you know, celebrities. You can actually reach them through their social media. My next guest, he's a true star. I'm sure he has that same problem, you know, especially, you know, he raised the bar at NASCAR on February 18, 2018, when he became the highest finishing African-American driver at the world-renowned Daytona 500, when he took the checkered flag in the second position. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Daryl. Bubba Wallace. How's it going? Daryl, if that ain't a race card name, a NASCAR name, brother. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's just about there, huh? It's there. It's there, man. I mean, and you throw out there, and you, and you hung on that there. There. You, dude, I'm from Houston, Texas. You can't throw out that little country and not let me catch you now. There, how about there? <laughs> hey, I'm from Alabama, so it's all going to slip okay. out today. So you're going to slide from Alabama, and now you're up in the Charlotte area. So you just slid across all these southern states. <laughs> and picked up every language in between. That's right. <laughs> so so I, I we, off air, I was just telling you that you, you were based now in Concord. Uh, North Carolina, which is right outside of Charlotte. And my daughter used mm-hmm. to play a lot. Of, she used to be a national touring uh, tennis player. And we used to go up to Concord and play those major tennis tournaments. Okay, and I know mm-hmm. how expensive that, that, that is. That's why you, people talk about golf being expensive. That's why you see Tiger Woods. Where are the rest of them? Well, golf is kind of expensive. Same thing right. in tennis, you know. Where are the rest of them? Where, 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 is only Serena and Venus? That's it? Nobody yep. else? It's expensive, you know, to put into. Now you going into a sport, my man. Woo! Where the checkbook uh-huh. writing is huge. That's right. Walk us back a little bit before we talk about that that historical moment at Daytona 500. Plus, we're going to talk about what you're doing today. But really, I want to give my my listeners, your fans, an opportunity to, to hear a little bit about your journey. The the Daryl. I remember when I watched the press conference when your mom. <laughs> came and hugged you. She was in tears. And, you know, it, it was such a, for me as an African-American, it was such a special moment because even in today, we got 2018, we still setting records. We still breaking right. barriers. And that's, that's important. Right. And, I, and I don't want to like gloss over that because of the fact mm. that you are a role model. You feel right. me? And being a role mm-hmm. model, that puts additional pressure because people want you to repeat it so quickly. Well, well, he's there now. You know, Tiger Woods has come back from injury. People want him to win the, the Masters immediately. You know, you know they just want they want they want results sometimes so quickly. So, talk about right. getting started in NASCAR if you, if a person has a level of interest and walk us through. Take your time and walk us through the steps. Yeah, so I uh, started out racing when I was nine years old. Nine years um, old. Nine right. years old. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you don't need a driver's license to drive in NASCAR. So uh, if you just have the, the checkbook, go out and buy a go-kart. And to be successful, then, then so be it. So uh, we hold were on, able hold to on, do that. I, I can't let that. See, I'm from Fifth Ward, Texas. I had a go-kart. My dad put a little motor, lawnmower engine on the back yeah. of a, a, little, a little, little thing that he created, and we would race up and down the street, and the dog used to chase me. Yeah, you know, when That's I right. drove past him. So, so I had a little go kart. Now, See, I, okay, yeah. I'm just letting you know that I had a little NASCAR experience <laughs> at nine when my dad slapped that lawnmower on the back of that go kart. So I know that yeah. part. So that's kind of like that's how right. you started, right? Yeah, that's right. So it's a little bit different. Um, now these are kind of built. The go karts we had are kind of built for for racing. They have yes, a roll cage around them and everything. So, um, 
So we, we spent about uh, we spent about two years in each series that we yeah. had um, that we had you know been a part of, and we would graduate to a, a, a bigger and faster car, mm-hmm. and uh, worked our way up through the ranks, uh, grabbing plenty of wins, going through both of the emotions, the highs and lows, plenty of wins, plenty of wrecks. Uh, you learn from the wrecks to go back out and win the next weekend. So uh, we just stayed uh, we stayed hungry for each and every race, each and every weekend uh, throughout the year, just to just to be better and uh, to be be better than, than the previous race. So mm-hmm. um, so uh, when about twenty uh, two thousand nine two thousand eight two thousand nine rolled around, mm-hmm. we had uh, gotten into a full size stock car, about four hundred horsepower late model stock car. Mm. Um, and uh, we had done really great that year. We had gotten a call from Coach Gibbs, which uh, I think a lot of people know, former uh, uh, football coach for the Redskins. Super Bowl, so, uh, Super Bowl own... winning coach from the Washington Redskins. That's right, Joe That's Gibbs. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we got a call from from their department there to come out and try, do a tryout for their race team, and um, we were one of the top prospects out of that. And we ended up signing on with them for a handful of years. Uh, running in the K&N series, under, also under the Drive for Diversity program. So it was uh, a little bit of a whirlwind of, of stuff we had going on. Um, but um, but it was a great time that we had there with, with JGR. All the way up until 2015, we had switched over to uh, jump teams to uh, with Jack Roush and Roush Fenway Racing um, and uh, had some great years there. And then now we are finally at the uh, top level in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, um, racing for the King Richard Petty. So it's been a uh, it's been a long process, a hard fought process, mm-hmm. but it's all part of it. And uh, looking back on it, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, you can't, you can't, because of the fact that you're doing what you what you love. And uh, right, talk about the the business side of. Uh being a NASCAR driver, because it's beyond, you're a talented person, but you also have to be a business person. You also have to be yeah. a, a person that advertises or sponsors deem a, a credible investment for their for their fan for their fan base as uh, whether, you know, you're Chick-fil-A or Target or you're Ford or you're or it's, uh, a gas company. How does that work as far as the business side of NASCAR for you and your brand? Yeah, so you know, I'm representing brands each and every day now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether I'm at the racetrack or not, I'm still uh, a, a ambassador for for all of our partners that are part of RPM, mm-hmm. uh, that are part of our team. Um, so you know, I slip up, and that 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 costs heavily for all of us. So mm-hmm. you definitely have to, you know, athletes are, are put on a pedestal, which isn't the greatest thing in the world. We have to have to take that initiative and take that next step of being that role model. And representing the best way we can um, to uh, to make sure we come across in the most positive light. So, um, so being able to uh, to represent the many brands that we have, such yes, as STP, which has been a longtime partner with Richard Petty and everybody mm-hmm. at RPM, who represent the Air Force. Uh, mm-hmm. New partners that have come on board this year with congratulations. With and um, and and also we just signed on a brand new sponsor for a handful of races. Uh, with Worldwide Technology out of St. Louis. So uh, there's many other associate sponsors that we are partnered with. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, for me, a personal service, I, I'm, a re- I'm an ambassador for Coca-Cola, so excited to have them, Chevrolet. So it's uh, a lot of partners that, that make our, our program happen. So, that you, I have so, to, so you know, your uniform is like, 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 like tatted up right now with, with, with logo. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's the goal, yeah. right? That's the goal. Exactly. They have the logo more, right more underneath the neck. The better. Yeah, the logo that's right underneath the neck. You know, then all this is the sleeve. The front right. breast area. So, man, you out there looking good. That's what you want, looking I, good. 
Exactly. You got to. You got to represent. Now, now, with that being said, you know, with you, you, you selling your brand, you're marketing your brand. Now, mm-hmm. the the pressure of because of the fact that and I, let's let's be real, you're in a, in a, in a sport that's that's uh, poorly attended by African Americans. I know NASCAR is making a focused effort to get more minority participation as far as attendees. Now, but right. you but you can't sell your brand as an African-American. You have to sell your brand as a brand that, that everybody wants to participate in. So that's a responsibility to maintain a universal approach to how you communicate the brand that you're, that you're successful in, correct? Yes, correct. And, and uh, for us to, you know, at, at the same time of representing all those brands, I am, I'm still selling myself uh, for potential sp- partners out there that are, that are interested in the sport. So, you know whether it's uh, African American owned company or, yes, or a sponsor that that that's been around for years and they're looking for a new outlet. I'm continuing uh, to to you know sell myself in the best way that I can. I'm gonna tell you this, Daryl Bubba Wallace. You are a true spokesperson for the sport. You 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 articulate. Um, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Yeah, I would have waited till July. To put you on this show, man, because you have a story to tell, and uh, and I, I want to come out and see you live. I, I know some, I have contacts at NASCAR. If I'm able to come there, I want to meet you because I want to shake the hand and put your picture on my wall, man, right next Absolutely. to President Obama. Okay, I like it. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Bye bye. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great. They sound great, too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com/iheart.